Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 105 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is Clear Your Mental Clutter. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the totes mental, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? That's probably your most accurate description of me so far out of 105 episodes. (laughs) T.B., she's not quite all there. (laughs) I knew I had to get it right one, one week. It's like we always say, just keep going. You'll get there in the end. Yeah, I'm doing okay. I... I'm still uh, knee-deep in the preparations for the iHeart uh, Lesbic Mega Sale, and I'm like, constantly being reminded of why I now only do this once in a year. Copy-paste. 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 It's not like draining work, but it's kind of um, repetitive. Numbing. And not, not very exciting. I do. I, I, I turn up the music. I, uh, I you know, belt out along with Adele, which I'm sure my neighbors totally appreciate because I am quite the singer but yeah so um i'm still doing that and then i have some good news for girl love happens fans episodes one through four of season three have been edited Woo! Woo! so i have to um finish episode five and six they're about half done each so i need to go through a couple more times and get those to the editor so odds are looking pretty good uh season three of girl love happens will come out in 2021 i just cursed myself i know so we may have to edit this out at some point, but anywho, but right now it's looking good, looking good. You know, as we know from people who are just starting the podcast now and going through from episode one, and they're, they're hearing all the things that we we promise and that we're excited about. Uh, some things happen, some things don't. You know, the world's an imperfect place. It is fitting that this uh, title is "Girl Love Happens" because also shit happens. In uh, research news, I am. Uh, researching my next two books at the same time because they kind of have a a running thread in both of them not exactly but i'm doing a lot of reading and a lot of uh documentary watching and and everything so i am i am staying busy on the research front and then uh i have some good news i have some good news for uh life in massachusetts right now the temperature is finally starting to edge upward we had several weeks where um, it was just very uncomfortable to get outside. Lots of snow, lots of below freezing temperatures, and if you um, factored in the wind chill, we were below, we were negative zero. So yeah, it's starting. It's starting to get a little nicer each day, and then stay in daylight a bit longer, so I don't have to like leave my desk at two o'clock to get my walk in before dark. Um, so. I was going a bit stir crazy, but now I'm ending my work days like I prefer by, you know, shutting down my laptop and then going for a nice walk. And so that that is helping. I have fingers crossed that we have an early arrival for shorts and flip flops because I miss sunshine. I miss we have sunshine. I miss feeling the warmth from the sunshine on my bare skin. I miss that feeling. Yes, it is a it is a, a peculiar feeling, right? But this weekend uh, in the UK, it was pretty sunny. I mean, it was still cold, but it, the temperatures climbed to fifteen, which is you know that's people were out in shorts and t-shirts, obviously. 
and I was like calm down everybody it's still only March and it is only you know 15 degrees which is which is 60 for your money I never could quite do the calculation but I started learning that when it hit 22 I definitely could wear shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops <laughs> so I always waited for that 22 <laughs> Yeah, 15, no. But um, uh, on, on that kind of news, I did also hang some washing on the line this week. So that is always the start of spring for me. That's the gauge. Can you hang some washing on the line? Does it dry? I remember, it wasn't last year, but the year before when um, we were preparing for my visit uh, to London. Remember remember when I used to be able to like hop the pond on the plane and like we could go do things? And you said you had just washed my sheets and they were outside being um, kissed by the sun. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, the IHL sale will be starting here very soon, and then um, the it, the weather's improving. I mean, you can't really complain. It's really hard to be a grump when the weather when you can go outside and there's sun. I really enjoy it. So how is everything over there? It is very true. Um, so I've got the washing on the line. Things are looking up. The sun is out in the sky and in my heart, TB. Aww. But you've always like, you're always more of it sunshiny than I am. Okay, yes, it's true. I agree. <laughs> My update for this week. Well, um, London London 8. I was like, what, what number is this? Uh, Big London Dreams. It's, it's uh, the home straight is in sight. I'm more or less wrapped up. Um, I think I've got about four chapters left to write. And then, <laughs> and then I will be done and then I've got five weeks till I have to get it to the editor so that's quite good because I did uh, I sort of allowed more of a buffer um, for this bit because I've sort of guesstimated I've got some of the period detail right but I've made a lot of notes of period detail and then I've just got to go through and stick them in so uh, that's sort of my second draft um, so that's going to be next week so it's going to be all hands to the pump just me but I imagine I've got a lot of hands on and they're all going to the pump all hands to the pump? I don't know if I've heard that phrase. <laughs> it generally means you've got more people working with you. Yeah, all hands to the pump. What, what, would, what would the American equivalent be? All hands on deck. Maybe that's it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there oh, you go. I've never heard that one. I'm going to have to start tossing that one out. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Do, you do like a little British phrase. Yes, and also this week I have been um, doing a bit of audio proofing. So uh, the long weekend, I commissioned that and so... Claire Story, who did One Golden Summer, is uh, recording that for me. And I think this one is a little bit more challenging because it's not about one key couple. There's like sort of nine or ten, nine, nine key char main characters. So, and eight of them, seven of them are women. So it's a little bit more challenging to differentiate the accents. But she's doing a really good job, actually. Um, I said to her, are you up for some accents? She said, I'm a trained actress. Of course I'm up for some accents. So, and she's doing a really good job. So... I audio proved the first 10 chapters and that's going well and then I'm I'm ready actually I think my I think London 7's coming back to me for some audio and proofing this week so I better get um London 8 first draft done because <laughs> as we know audio proofing takes time yes and is Claire's story uh charging you hazard pay for all the different accents <laughs> seems like there should be an extra grade for that <laughs> you know uh I, I I'm I'm letting her letting her talent shine TB that's what I'm doing. So I should email her and uh, <laughs> <laughs> let her know about hazard pay. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm gearing up for a bit of audio book action this week. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few more from Claire and, and from Lucy Price-Lewis, who does my London series. So 
few more coming through. Um, I forgot to mention as well that um, I bought a, I bought a, a matching plant for Roscoe. So Roscoe's got a he's got a plant buddy, but this plant is fake, so it'll never die. Oh, because I, I was concerned. I was like, wait, you bought another plant to kill? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just thought I'll get I'll get another plant, and every plant I buy for that particular space dies. Uh, so I just decided to buy a Roscoe sized plant but a fake one and hey it's not dead yet I haven't killed it <laughs> and the final thing um, to let you know I forgot to say about this but I just thought I'd bring it up was our whiskey night uh, we had a couple of weeks ago we had a whiskey tasting um, and that was a, a lot of fun I did it on the same week as I did the author reading so uh, so I had two big zoom nights uh, that week and it was a, a women-only uh, whiskey night, which I think makes a difference because I think that there's a lot of whiskey bores out there and uh, most of them are men, let's face it. So uh, there was probably about 30 different households logged on to this Zoom event and um, two women who are whiskey experts giving all their whiskey expertness and we all had six uh, wee drams to taste. It was really interesting, all from all around the world. So what they do, give you a list of the whiskeys to buy so you have it in-house to go through the, the tastings? It wasn't really a, a hard sell for all the different whiskies. I mean, this this um, this bar that, that, that organised the uh, whisky tasting does does sell them, um, but they, they let you know all the different ones. But uh, yeah, I think we will be buying at least one of them. Um, but from there or not, I don't know, but it was interesting. Whiskey's a bit rough for me. I used to really like whiskey, and then I had a bad whiskey night, and then um, it took me like 48 hours to recover, and now this, even the smell of whiskey, I'm like, uh, no, not but, that night again. Well, you know, it made me think maybe I could have a, a character who really loves loves her whiskeys and then goes, goes through them, uh, because I have to say, I do find all the, you know, how it's made and, and how it gets its flavour, I find that a bit all a bit dull. It's just a bit dull, isn't it? Once I don't really care how whiskey's made. I just want to know um, how it tastes and do I like it? See, that's, I'm the opposite. I love to go on the tours. <laughs> <laughs> I love to go on a beer tour or a whiskey tour. Or, yeah, I love to do all that stuff. So, wow, shocking news. We're the opposite category. <laughs> shocking news. The next time we do it, you can go on the tour and I'll be. I'll meet you in the tasting room, all right? Well, if it's a whiskey one, uh, I'll definitely do the tour and then I'll give you my samples. Okay. I can't do it. This is a win-win, TV. Why haven't we done this yet? All yeah, right. When we went to Jameson in Ireland, um, I went with uh, the better half and a friend and uh, they scored my samples because I was like, mm, mm, mm. All right. Let's get on to comments. Comment monitor. What you got? All right. First up, we have Allie who emailed us and uh, Allie wanted to say just a uh, quick thank you for recording our podcast. Allie has spent a bit of uh, time catching up on the previous episodes. Allie came a little late to this party. No, you're not late. Um, welcome to the party. It's always there so you can catch up on your uh, at your leisure. Um, we cheer up Allie immensely. And then Allie says our podcasts are both informative and entertaining in equal measure. So thank you so much for listening, Allie. Oh, we have S from Down Under who's commenting that S loves the podcast and listens while walking the pup. And S was commenting about uh, my fascination that I have with uh, Nazis and fascism. And S, during the teenage years and early 20s, watched a lot of documentaries on them. And it's, it is weird because, like, it's such a depressing time, but it's also kind of addictive to watch. It's like that car wreck where you just can't look away. So thank you so much, S, for sticking with us on Lesbian Too Right. And then we have Neen. Neen is commenting about a great uh, episode about the differences between romance and erotica. 
Nina agrees with you, Claire. If you put a book out there without a sex scene, especially if most of your books previously do have a sex scene and then you publish a sweet one that you're probably going to get pushback from your readers. She also agrees with me that the amount of sex scenes just depends on the romance you're writing. Does it move the story forward or is it just a gratuitous gratuitous sex scene? That's a hard word. Can you say it in French? Gratuitous. Did you just make up a French word? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we're still on our streak of insulting the French. So thank you very much, Neen, for commenting on our romance and erotica. And it's nice to know that Neen agrees with us. How about you? Comments on that side. I do. I've got uh, two comments. One from Fiona, who has, uh, again, recently found the podcast. Uh, she says it's it's very helpful and she's going back to the more useful ones but she also says listening through from the beginning as a lot of our recent uh, people have said it's an emotional roller coaster just like how our lives have gone and how the world has gone so she, she said she thought it was bad enough when she dipped back to early december episodes and you and we were talking about look being looking forward to our shops opening um, and then she said, and then I delved back to last February and you were bemoaning, that was me, I was bemoaning having to go on fewer holidays because my wife had just changed jobs. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> February 2020, I was moaning about that. Um, anyway, she says they're very uh, entertaining. Um, she, they make her smile on her daily walk and she particularly likes the swearing. And Sarah also says that she loves the podcast. She's just listened to episode 40 where we say that what people... Um, like and don't like in lesbian fiction and she thought the point about people not liking cheating in their romance books was interesting she likes acts personally and as long as there is a happy ending she doesn't mind what's in there beforehand and if there's cheating she's fine with it so she was asking me if I had any recommendations of books with cheating that have a happy ending because she'd love to read some but I couldn't think off the top of my head Um, if anybody can think write in let us know we'll tell Sarah yes please let us know because um, I'm drawing uh, some blanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just staring blankly, actually. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure there are, and I'm sure I know them, but no, I don't. Anyway, Sarah, I'm right in for all all our vast knowledge of lesbian fiction. <laughs> yes, that's all the comment for this week. Thank you very much. Do keep them coming in. Get your 15 minutes of fame. TB, clearing your mental clutter. This was your suggestion, so tell me how we do it. All right, I... I came at this uh, question two different ways. Um, One of the ones um, I wanted to focus on was when I finish a project, like um, I recently got the the London novella off to the editor. When I finish the project, I seem to have a pattern that I've developed and I haven't quite been able to figure my way around it yet. And I've been doing this since school, especially in my grad school days where I had a deadline I worked my butt off to make that deadline, and then as soon as the deadline is done, I crash and I burn, and I usually get sick and stuff. So um, I repeated that again this time with the London novella. I got it off on a Friday night, and then Saturday I was just a wreck and spent the whole day on the couch watching telly. So I'm trying to figure out different ways to clear my mental clutter without having the um, breakdown. So I need to come up with different patterns. Is is hard question though? Is that a breakdown or is that just a natural break? Like you know, you you work hard to get meet a deadline, and then you you're surely allowed a bit of time off, no? I would like to do it without getting sick. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't think the um, I think it's fine to take a day and sit on the couch and watch a, mm. a British TV show, mm. but the fact that I felt like hell the entire time kind right. of takes the fun out of your day off. Yes. So um, and it's one of the things is I'm struggling with these days because we are in COVID times. So when people are listening to this episode three years from now, we're still in COVID. <laughs> But, um, we might still be in so, it in three years, TB. You never know. You never know. No. You never know. But um, one of the things that I had been doing before COVID was I knew my schedule, I knew my editing dates, and I would schedule either a weekend away or like a, a day away. And so um, I was able to do that, but I, I can't really go to Maine for the weekend to like, you know, let my, my brain de-escalate. So I have to figure out ways to not push myself so much a maybe i shouldn't have such tight editing deadlines that might help and b um come up with i i am planning for it now i do know after i send something to the editor i do know for the next 48 hours after that that i am useless so i i don't put anything on my schedule but i just want to avoid the i get such a mental fog do you get this where you can't when i try to sit at the laptop and like i'll try to start something and but my brain is just so thick what, I don't know what's going on, but I cannot think. I think that's kind of natural, though, at the end of a project. That's what I mean. I think that it is, it's a good idea to give yourself some time off. But, yeah, you you want to be able to do it in a healthy way, I suppose, as you were saying. Yeah, I was doing it for a while because, like I said, I was more looking forward to, like, <laughs> I know this is going to sound terrible. I mean, I was looking forward to get the project done, but I was more looking forward to, like, hey, we have a long weekend in Maine. I really want to get this done so I can go and enjoy Maine. But, um, but they you won't let us in right now. I know, but still, um, what I've been doing or been trying to do is still take those that time off, though, because yes, I think that is necessary. Yes, because just because you can't go anywhere doesn't mean you shouldn't take the time off. And I knew coming up on this deadline because I was coming off another very tight deadline from the Love Project, and I went to the London novella. I knew back to back I was going to be even more exhausted. So. But anywho's, but it's not just at the end of the project where I try to clean out the cobwebs from my head, which there are quite a few, because as we mentioned in previous episodes, I'm not very good at dusting. <laughs> Apparently this goes with my mental abilities as well. I'm not very good at dusting out <laughs> my brain. One of the things I've started doing a few years ago, which has helped me quite a bit, is I have a master list for my to-dos. So I have a big, I have a notebook at my desk, and so whenever I think of something that has to be done, I write it down. And then each night, one of my last tasks for the day is I sit down and I write out on a little piece of paper um, my next day's to-do list. And I'll, I'll take a couple off from the master list that I knew had to get done and such. But when I write them down in the main list, it kind of frees my brain from not having to worry about that a bit and gives me more ability to concentrate on the writing. Because sometimes when you are constantly worried about, oh, hey, you know, you have to pay rent on this day or you have to do this. Like, those are the things that do kind of kind of clutter your mind a bit. And when we're writing, we need to be kind of freer of that stuff so we can tap into the creative side. Do you do anything like that? Yeah. So this was the first thing I wrote down uh, on this topic is um, my, my first sentence says, the power of a good list. So I'm a list girl. I'm a Virgo. It's in my nature to make a list. It's it's it. If you if you look up Virgos, they, they always say it's it's not a very complimentary star sign. Everyone says we're negative, fussy, nitpicky list makers. You would never say that about me, would you, TV? 
I'm 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 a loving list maker. That's what I am. I'm a Taurus. I'm a stubborn bull who <laughs> likes tedious detail. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the power of a good list. So um, I, I think I have lists everywhere, but they I don't. I'm not too overwhelmed by them. But I a bit like you. I so I, I've got a pad on my desk that I write uh, every day. So at, at the beginning of every week, I write down what I need to do um, in that week, and then I break it down into days. I've got a pad on the side by my bed so if things occur to me just before I'm going to sleep I can write it down and then you're not going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking oh I must remember that I've also got lists on my phone and I send myself reminders in my calendar so uh, there, there are many sort of ways I remind myself to do things but also at the beginning of every year I set my yearly schedule and then I break down that yearly schedule which is my big list I think it's like your master list right to then I break that out into months and then at the start of every week, I look at that and then I incorporate that into all the things that I need to do that week. And then there'll always be things maybe left over from the last week or things that have come up. So I know that everything is checked off. Um, and even if I don't get everything done in that week, because invariably I don't, it can carry on or it can be shifted to another time if it's not that time sensitive. Lists are the way to getting stuff out of your head, writing it down means it's not constantly on in your head. Because a bit like you said, it can just be there, it can be humming in the background. If you have too many of these things in your head, it's like having tabs open on your browser, right? So you've just got these brow, and, and it's draining your mental energy. Um, so better to write it down, put it in a list, know when it's gonna happen, um, and then you're not carrying it around all the time and you can concentrate on other things and get the things that actually matter done. Because there are so many things when you're in a writing business that need to be done. And there's always going to be more things that need to be done. You'll never get everything done. So write it down and then you're not worried about it. Do remember that fact. Everything does not get done. And uh, um, sometimes on the master list, something that was previously important, something else might pop up and that becomes no longer as important as it was. So things will um, move up and down on the master list at, uh, according to the importance level. But um, you just it's one of those things where you have to be able to know what to pivot on because just because you said something had to be done in February but then you had another major crisis going on and this done not only in the working world but in your private life um, if something happens you have to give your mind permission to let those things go to the next month or the following month just keep track of them but don't beat yourself up because something happened no exactly uh, things can happen in your private life um, so things will always happen in life you might get sick um, you might you know have a migraine I used to have get those all the time but another thing that you can do um, to make sure that you're mentally fit I suppose is the thing as well right because if you're mentally fit then then you're able to deal with um, anything that life might throw at you so uh, every morning now and I've been doing this for um, two, over two months is I meditate and I do yoga now both these things help get me out of my out of my head and back into my body and they ground me I have to say probably doing the yoga I find that more sort of cleansing I suppose for the day um, than meditation um, and I also try and go on a walk um, for about 45 minutes an hour every day and that helps me just marinate my thoughts for of my writing but just in life in general so if you've got a lot on your plate doing something that will get you out of your head is a good thing as well but also just write it down and don't then, don't write it all down <laughs> and then do all this like zen 
yoga meditation you are a you you're, you're fucking buddhist as shit right and then don't then doom scroll so then just put it all back in your head so if you're if you're doing all this stuff to get the bad stuff out of your head don't then put it all back in Yes, I would agree. Um, doom scrolling, I know that was such a thing in 2020, but it's no longer 2020. Let's all stop doom scrolling, people. Let's, let's get strong and stop the doom scrolling. But back on your point when you said that you're, you um, do uh, meditation and yoga, we all know now that um, I am not good at the meditation. I can't pretend to be a tree. <laughs> so I think that was episode, what, 102? I can't remember the number. But anyways, um, but I do do things each day day to help my mental state um every single day when i'm working when i have lunch i do not work i do not have working lunches even if i am very strapped for time i set aside 30 days every day for lunch and what i do is i watch something funny on television because that way i'm engaged i'm laughing i'm following a story and my brain is not bouncing everywhere of oh my gosh why are you taking these 30 minutes why aren't you working you should be working it allows me to have that come down a bit and like i said earlier in the intro the weather is getting better and one of the best ways for me to click off my brain the the winter months are very hard for me which might also explain why i had a harder time after the london novella edit but um the winter months are hard for me because i have to go for my walk earlier in the day because um, daylight is more scarce. But when it's getting to this time of year, um, one of the things I do to trigger my brain to stop worrying about everything is I close, I literally close my laptop, I put my headphones on, I pop a, um, a book on, and then I go for a very long walk. And that way my brain is clicking over into re- relaxation time. So that is how I make the transition. Cause we work from home, it's harder when you work from home and a lot of us are working from home right now because your work is always there it's not like when you were leaving the office at work and you physically left the building this is how I physically leave the building and remind myself that it's not all about work yeah and um, a lot of this um, is crossover from like our self-doubt um, chat uh, we had like quite a few uh, podcasts ago but yeah the, if you want to have really good me- mental health and and make sure that you're fit mentally, um, the the key the four key pillars are sleep, exercise, hydration, and diet. And if you've got all those down, you'll you'll feel better in yourself and your body. Hydration, yeah, drink water, go for a walk, eat eat the right food. I mean, and and when I say the right food, have a donut as well. I mean, donuts aren't wrong, are they? They're never wrong, TB. Um, my doctor recently had a chat with me and apparently donuts are wrong. Oh, <laughs> I bet your doctor, if, yeah, I mean, what do they know? She's a, she's a fun hater. <laughs> but, the, but sleep is a really, really key thing, uh, I think, for mental health. If you've got a lot of things that you're worrying about, again, if you write them down, they might not even be work-related, but write them down, like, you know, journaling and stuff like that, if, if, if you like that sort of thing. But just write them down the list, what's worrying you, what's bothering you. Because if your sleep's affected, that just has a knock-on effect for the next day. So, you know, prepare tomorrow. The best gift you can give your future self is a good night's sleep, you know, and then you can wake up refreshed. Because it is amazing as well how much a good night's sleep will leave you Better, better prepared to deal with the next day, right? So, but if you get those four key elements in place, and they're not easy to do, but it, as we've said before, it is a little bit like 
writing. I mean, you're not going to get, you're not going to write a book overnight. You're not going to write a book uh, in a week. You're not going to write a book in a week. So you're not going to clear, get your head straight and sorted in a week. But if you just do little and often every day, you will chip away at that book and you will write that book in a few months. And if you do the same with your mental health and prioritize it, um, then you'll clear the clutter and you'll be more mentally fit and stronger. Like we keep saying, it's the little building blocks you do. The little building blocks help create a better business and create a better you. Wow, we are being so inspirational today. <laughs> I, I do. Are, are we getting near the end of the episode? Yeah. I have one final thing to say, and I have to thank you. Okay. So, I don't know if you remember, this was several years ago when I was still living in London. We met at a pub um what was that pub we used to go to the volunteer yeah so we went to the volunteer and we were having beers and you were talking about your uh, business coach i can't remember your business coach's name sorry patrick patrick and you told me patrick told you um one of the things you should do is like how do you do like what was it five percent more or ten percent more is this floor to ceiling goals i just remember the five percent more because you were saying like one of the things you can do is like when you're doing your goals, like just do what what would it take just to do five percent more that day? Right. And what would it do for you? I I remember laughing because we were having beers and stuff, and I was like five percent more. That doesn't do anything. What the hell? But being me, it kind of stuck in my head, and I've been applying it lately. So lately, as I've been saying, I've been working on the IHL book sale. So I had like a a, a number each day, like format 40 books on this day and then stuff like that and then I would always add one or two more books each time and it made me feel so much better it made me feel like I actually not only just accomplished my goals but I did that little tiny bit more and it it perked up my mood drastically so um I apologize for laughing in the pub (laughs) (laughs) but it did have an impact on me so I don't know if you're still in contact with Patrick, but um, thank you, Patrick. Yeah, he's still my Instagram friend. And you know what? When I was preparing for this uh, episode, I went back to my Patrick notes because, you know, I do go back to Pat- uh, all the wisdom that Patrick gave me and all the little tricks and tips that he told me. And so, you know, all the sleep, hydration, exercise, diet, all that thing is all from Patrick. So make sure your expectations aren't based in you know in 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 the faraway land and if you're feeling disappointed just reframe renegotiate your goals and recommit you know incremental improvements are the way to go not seismic because they'll make a a much bigger impact on your life yes and the seismic oh this is so hard to do It, it is such a life jolt when you try to make huge ass changes and they don't stick um, you want to create better habits yeah. and doing it every single day for tiny amounts creates a better habit. Yeah. So good luck with your mental clutter and clearing it out and getting everything ship shape and polished and dusted, frankly. Dust your brain, Why? everyone. Why do you have to keep mentioning dusting? Just because you know I don't dust now. <laughs> All right, we hope this has been helpful. Um, we hope we've inspired you. And um, do let us know what you think get in touch on the website www.lesbianswhowrite.com email us lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com facebook us instagram us instagram me twitter us <laughs> keep getting that the wrong way around and join us next week oh what are we doing next week do you know something springy yeah 
it'll be very springy because uh, we're doing four weeks of uh, spring clean. I think it might be um, declutter your workspace. Oh, yeah. I definitely need to work on that. So yeah. good timing. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. And in the meantime, stay safe. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. for listening to lesbians who write listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction and you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com also if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast it would help more people to discover us thanks so much and see you next time